Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. In this passage of scripture, we see Jesus, he's actually giving his farewell discourse. So he's giving his final remarks to the disciples. He's talking to them and he's letting them know that he's going to send support. He's going to send them help. And uh, I want to read a little bit of this. So we're going to start John 14, starting verse 15. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Everyone say helper. To be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. But because it neither sees him or knows him, you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. If you're looking for a title for this message, the title is The Help We Need. The Help We Need. I can't think of a better person that we could talk about than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our greatest advantage, is our greatest help and support that we need in life. So I'm believing the Holy Spirit is going to move in this place. As we read scripture together, we learn together about him. So let's just pray before we get into it. Jesus, we just thank you that you are here right now. But Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to your people, that you would encourage them, that you would remind them, even right now in this moment as we're talking to you, that you are a helper, that you are our advocate, that you are our comfort when we need it the most pray that you would bless this time, bless everyone that's here in the building, but everyone that is online attending church today as well. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, how many of you love calling customer service? Is there anyone in the building? It's really a trick question. No one loves calling customer service. It's absolutely horrible. It's probably the worst experience I ever have. Every time I call, and I'm trying to fix something or pay for something over the phone. I have to wait 37 and a half minutes before I get to a real person. And it's not fun. And, and you know, they always try to cheer you up with a song. that They have an amazing song selection, right? Some of them make their own songs, but sometimes they'll just play songs from the radio, right? Like this one. And then finally, like, it shuts off. And you think that there's hope that a real person is going to talk to you. And then you hear, all representatives are currently assisting other customers at this time. Please hold. I don't want to hold anymore. And like, you're listening to that song. They're trying to encourage you. But literally, the complete opposite is happening. No business is being taken care of right now. Like, I'm just sitting, waiting and waiting and waiting. I just need to talk to someone that's real, please. But finally, you get to talk to someone. And I was on the line waiting and waiting and waiting. I was trying to get on a new promotion for my internet. So I was talking to my internet provider, and they, they talked to me. And they said, hey, Mr. Awesome, you're all set. You're on a new promotion, so you can get a discounted rate. But also, just want to let you know, you are uh, eligible for an upgrade. I'm like, hey, now, <laughs> favor ain't fair. Let's go. <laughs> like, upgrade. So upgrade, what, what's the upgrade? The upgrade is a cable box, so we want to give you a whole bunch of channels, hundreds of channels, 
and hundreds of movies free, no charge. I'm like, are you sure? There's always a catch. Like, no, there's no, there's no catch, Mr. Awesome. Um, we just want to send it to you, and we want you to reap the benefits. I'm like, okay, cool. Then if it's free, it's actually free. Send it to me. Sure. So a few days go, go by, and I, and I receive it in the mail, and I look at the cable box, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I open it up. I look at it. I, I don't plug it in. A few days later, it's still sitting on my kitchen countertop, and I'm staring at it, and I had it in my possession, but I never plugged it in. I never reaped the benefits of it. I never really accessed all that it had to offer. And, and I feel like when I was younger, when it came to the Trinity, I, I, I knew about Father God. I knew of God the Son, but God the Holy Spirit was one I didn't really tap into that much. And I feel like sometimes what we can do in life, what I did when I was younger, is I unintentionally left the Holy Spirit on the kitchen countertop. He was always there. Hear me this morning. He was always there. But I didn't access all of the benefits that come from the Holy Spirit, the helper. And maybe you find yourself there today, that you, you don't really know too much about the Holy Spirit. But I, I pray that as we go through this message together, that you would have a better understanding through, through Scripture and through just understanding that he is our greatest help, our greatest support today. And he partners with us throughout life. So we're going to go through this. And uh, we have to talk more about the Trinity before we talk about the helper. God, the Holy Spirit, is the person of the Trinity that is the one that doesn't really get that much screen time. But the Holy Spirit is God. Father is God. And Son is God as well. They're all God. They're just different expressions, different facets of who God is. Does that make sense? So there's many benefits, and all of them have a, a specific function. So we look at God, and we know him as provider. We know him as protector, right? And then we look at the Son. We, we know him as Savior. That's his function. He saves. And then the Holy Spirit, his function is to help. His, his function on earth is to help us, those who believe. So it's the good news that we have to hold on to today, but when we think of the Trinity, there's an amazing progression. Without the Father's sacrifice, we wouldn't have a Savior and the benefits of being in relationship with Jesus without Jesus's sacrifice. We wouldn't have forgiveness from our sins, but we also wouldn't have an advocate, the helper sent to us. So really, the, one of the things, one of the benefits that happened when Jesus went to die on the cross was the arrival of our helper. That's one of the reasons why Jesus thought he died ultimately for our sins, but also he sent another helper. So Jesus was the first helper, and he sent another one. So we are not left empty-handed this morning. We have a helper. And I want to just talk about that word helper. In this scripture, it talks about that word, and in the original Greek, it's parakletos. That's how you translate it, and, and the definition of this word, parakletos, is advocate, Comforter, consoler, intercessor, all good things, right? Only for our benefit. So there's so many names for the Holy Spirit, but each name is a description of who he is for each of us. And I really want to just give us a couple points this morning, a few benefits and, and reasons why the Holy Spirit can help us so we can better understand the advantages that come from the Holy Spirit. So here are a few benefits. And the, the first one is this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. So the Holy Spirit, he is 
our advocate. One of the other definitions of parakletos is a legal advocate. So this is beautiful because it says in, in this definition of a legal, legal advocate, it represents someone who assists, defends, or pleads for another. So that's what the Holy Spirit does for us, the advocate. He pleads for us. On our behalf, he defends us. He assists us. Who wouldn't want that type of person on their side? I need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. It is the greatest advantage in our lives. The question we need to ask ourselves is how is he an advocate, apart from the reasons that we've already talked about. So the Holy Spirit, he is our advocate by teaching us. So he teaches us. Let's go back to John 14. It it says, starting in verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Everyone say teach. Teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. This is amazing because this part of scripture helps us understand one of the ways that he helps us. By teaching, Holy Spirit is a teacher for us in our lives. Just like there is a promise that the Holy Spirit would remind the disciples of Jesus in this passage, he does that for us as well. He reminds us of Jesus. He teaches us the ways of Jesus. Has anyone seen the what would you do? Or uh, what would Jesus do, rather? Not what would you do. That's a show, I think. <laughs> what would? That's a cool show, though. Great perspective. Uh what would Jesus do bracelets? Have you, have you guys seen those? I mean, I was wearing one a few years ago because we did a, a message series in, at the exchange, like what would Jesus do? It's a great thing to think about. But the one way that the Holy Spirit teaches us is reminds us of Jesus and the example of his life and how he lived his life. And we can line ourselves up with the word of God. And, and that is the truth, but the truth is Jesus, right? So He's teaching us, and Jesus is involved in that. And secondly, the Holy Spirit is our advocate by interceding for us. So the Holy Spirit is our advocate by interceding for us. Romans 8, starting verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This is great. This is a great promise that we can hold on to. And the word weakness in this passage, in the original Greek, this word, it's pretty well-rounded. When it, when it refers to weakness, it talks about weakness of physical body. It's referring to weakness of maybe your emotions mentally. It's talking about weakness in your faith. Maybe you're feeling doubtful. So it's well-rounded. He helps you with that type of weakness, and it covers many categories. Does that make sense? So the weakness, it covers many different categories, but he helps us with all of those categories. The feebleness that we find or feel from the body and mind, he helps us with that. So the Holy Spirit helps and he helps in a well-rounded way, supports us in many different ways when we feel weak. And secondly, the Holy Spirit gives us power. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit gives us power. This is something that's worth talking about. 
Because yes, we see the Holy Spirit working in the lives of many in the Bible, but he's still moving today with his power through people's lives. The Holy Spirit, he gives us power. One of the ways he does that is by dwelling in us. So he, he dwells in us. Romans 8, verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, listen to it, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So Paul is speaking to the church of Rome saying, since you have received that same Holy Spirit power that raised Christ from the dead, God will also give you life through the Holy Spirit which dwells in you. So what an encouraging thought to think about, no matter what we face in life. Yes, at times, we're going to be at the mountaintop. Sometimes we're going to be in the valley. Maybe today you're here listening online or you're here in person. You feel like you're in the valley, but you feel like you're stuck. I just want to encourage you. You will not remain in the valley. You have a helper, and you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. You will get out of the valley in Jesus' name because you have a helper, the advocate. And there's power that comes with the Holy Spirit. So he dwells in us. He's on the inside of us, that same power that raised Christ from the dead, that conquered death and grave, lives on the inside of us. Sometimes, I'll be honest, I forget about that. I don't want to forget about that. I want to be reminded of that. Holy Spirit, remind me. Remind us today. So he he empowers us by dwelling inside of us, but also he empowers us to see signs and wonders take place. Like this is, this is unbelievable to think about because yes, we see miracles, we see signs and wonders in the Bible, but that has not stopped. The Holy Spirit is still setting miracles in motion today. And I wanted to try to, to just raise someone's faith today. And, and I wanted to remind you of this, this scripture here right before Uh, they're talking about the Holy Spirit in John 14, verse 15. Jesus tells his disciples that they will do even greater works than him. It's right here in in your Bible. I want to read this. John 14, starting in verse 12. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also, will also, will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. After you went to be with the Father, the Holy Spirit, who is our source of power, came to be our helper. So Jesus even said that whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And even greater works will we do. It's, It's done through the power of the Holy Spirit. Miracles are still taking place Today, I wanted to share just a few stories. I have a pastor friend. He went, the first time he ever did his first solo visit to the hospital to pray for people, he was asked to pray for a woman that was suffering from bone cancer. And he was asked to give her her final rites. So he, he prayed and, and believed for healing. But he also prayed a prayer of salvation. And Even though this woman, you know, her skin, parts of her skin were were black from the bone cancer. She was unresponsive. She was in a coma. Even though she couldn't respond, he decided to pray the prayer of salvation. He prayed. Her sister was in the room listening the whole time. He said amen, and then he left. The next day, he decided to check on her, 
And he walked into her room, and to his amazement, he saw her sitting up in bed, laughing, talking to her sister. So she was well. And not only that, she told my friend that she heard every word that he said, and she ended up saying yes to Jesus. Not only her, but her sister was saved as well. Come on, give God some praise. Miracles are still taking place today. Signs and wonders are still taking place today. Another story, my friend, he went and prayed for his friend that was in the hospital that was getting open heart surgery done. And there were two men that were actually getting that same surgery done in the pre-op room. And one man, he was listening in the corner the whole time. And my friend prayed for his friend. His friend followed through, went to, to get surgery. The other man that was listening to the prayer, he ended up being sent home because they couldn't find anything that was wrong with him. So he was just listening and believing in faith, and God healed him. So miracles are still taking place today. My friends that were in Bible college, I have one more. I know I'm like running on and on and on, but it's important. So my friends in Bible college, they decided to serve at a local school, and they were talking to some of the kids and noticed that one of the kids had a messed up hand and arm. It was in a brace. And they, they said, hey, do you, do you mind if we pray for your, for your arm? And he's, he kind of, the kid was kind of like, yeah, sure. I don't know what's going to happen, but go for it, I guess. And they had faith. They laid hands on his arm. He had no function in his hand for days. He couldn't move his wrist, couldn't move his fingers. They prayed for him. And then he ended up taking off that brace after they prayed. And he could move his wrist. He could move his fingers. He had no more pain. Miracles still happen today. Signs and wonders are still taking place today. Hallelujah. All right, so the third point this morning is the Holy Spirit guides us in all truth. So yes, we have power from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our source of power, but he also guides us in all truth. So how does he do this? How does he guide us in all truth? We talked about it a little bit this, this morning already, but he does it by hearing and speaking. The Holy Spirit does that by hearing and speaking. This verse will explain what I mean. So John 15, starting verse 26, actually verse 26 only, it says, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Did you see that? He will bear witness about me. Jesus is yet again encouraging the disciples in chapter 15. Even with the likelihood of persecution that they were going to face, he said, you will still receive a helper that shows you truth. So Jesus and God the Father, they, they have sent the Holy Spirit to us. But in this passage, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth. Why is that? He's the spirit of truth because he leads to Jesus and Jesus speaks to him. Who's Jesus? Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. So it's the spirit of truth that we're dealing with as well. And, and he helps us. He speaks to us what Jesus is speaking to him. So he illuminates the words of Jesus. Another verse for us, John 16, starting in verse 12 I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all 
the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So while Jesus was on this earth, he listened for his father's voice, and he did his will, right? And Jesus was present, but the Holy Spirit listens to Jesus' voice and guides us with that truth. Specifically, you know, in this passage, he was, he was talking about, we'll guide you in all truth, and we'll talk about the death, the resurrection, the exalting of Jesus. But just like he helped the disciples, he helps us today as well. He guides us in all truth. And Jesus is the very definition of truth. Now, I'll end with this story. And I remember living in Australia. I went to Bible college in Sydney, Australia. And I remember leaving Surrey Hills to go to Waterloo, which is where I lived at the time. And, and I was skateboarding. And all of a sudden, you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit asked me to go down the dark alleyway behind the supermarket. I'm like, um, Holy Spirit, are you sure about that? That's kind of sketchy. You want me to go down the, the dark alleyway here? And the Holy Spirit, yes, go, go down there. I was like, okay. So I skateboarded down there, and I saw four homeless people sitting on a bench, hanging out, just talking. And the Holy Spirit then said, go talk to them. Tell them about me. So I went, I sat down, and I started just telling them that God loves them, desires to be in relationship with them. And it's funny that one of the, the, the people that were there, they said, oh, I used to go to church when I was young. And then they started bursting out in song and they didn't get all the words right because they were intoxicated, but they made up their own hymn to the Lord. Hallelujah. So it was fine. And we sat there and I was like, you almost got it. That's fine. Praise him. <laughs> and uh, we sat there and had a great conversation. And then all of a sudden felt the Holy Spirit talk to me again and, and, and say, ask him about his back. Pray for his back. And I'm like, this is going to be really awkward if he doesn't have a back issue, the Holy Spirit. Like, are you sure? And he said, yep. Talk to him about his back. So I turned to the man that was next to me. Hey, this is a random question, but do you have back problems? And he said, yeah, I've, I've had back problems my whole life. And I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And he goes, well, I don't really believe in God, and I don't know if it's going to do anything, but sure, go ahead. Help yourself. I said, all right, cool. I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm just going to believe for God to heal you. So I laid hands on his back. I prayed for him. And I just said, Lord, heal his back. I pray that by tomorrow morning that his back would be healed, that he wouldn't have no pain left in his body, in his back. In Jesus' name, amen. And he, he was not healed in that moment. But I know one thing that he did receive during that time. They all received the spirit of truth which was Jesus, because the Holy Spirit led me to that moment. And maybe, maybe Jesus wasn't trying to heal him right on the spot. Maybe he was healed the day, the next day, and I, I hadn't seen him after that night. But I know that he met Jesus. It's not because of anything that I did. It's only my obedience and how God worked through me, through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, the helper, there are many benefits. There are gifts, and there's power. And that was an example of his power, just the, the fact that I was able to pray for his back and, and that for him to experience the love of Jesus 
in a conversation. That's what he received. Ultimately, he received the truth in that moment, or he, he got to experience the truth, which was Jesus. So the Holy Spirit guides us in all truth because he's the spirit of truth and ultimately leads us to Jesus. I'd love for all of us just to stand in this, in this place and I'm not sure how this message has resonated with you, just the fact that the Holy Spirit is our advocate, that we have empowerment with the Holy Spirit, that he guides us in all truth, but maybe you're in this place and you identify with that story that I was talking about earlier today about the fact that I knew about the Holy Spirit, but I didn't have any depth with the Holy Spirit. I didn't access all of his benefits until later on in life, and you would desire maybe to, to be filled today by the Holy Spirit, and that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit hasn't been at work this whole time. We see him in the beginning of Genesis, right? He was hovering over the waters. He's been involved from the very beginning, but if you'd like to invite the Holy Spirit to just fill you in a new and fresh way and to, to receive his power, I'd love to pray for you. Maybe for the very first time, maybe you are been, you've been a Christian for a long time and you've never really actively asked the Holy Spirit to fill you, that you'd have a double portion of his spirit. I'd love to also pray for you. So I'd love for us just in this moment to bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you would, if you'd like to receive and be filled by the Holy Spirit, if you would just open up your hands and, and form them as a cup, just as a posture of being ready to receive from him right now. Let's pray. Jesus, we just pray right now that through the Holy Spirit that you would fill people, that you would encourage them, that they would be reminded of your power and that they would, they would feel you in a new and fresh way right now, that you'd fill their cup to overflowing right now. You see us in this posture of surrender. Meet us in our surrender. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come and help, that you've been there all along. But we just invite you to come in a new and fresh way. Fill us, empower us right now. No matter what category we find ourselves in this morning, would you fill us, bless us right now, Holy Spirit. Speak to your people, help your people, support your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, why don't we worship him right now? Let's sing to him. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.